This is important information. Ready, set, and begin. Who better to talk about the MLS in the Twin Cities than the head coach of your hometown United? All incredible things to look forward to. Now, courtesy of Heineken, this is the Adrian Heath Show. Quintero with a Minnesota goal! The Adrian Heath Show. Oh, what a save by Shuttleworth! Oh, my! Hosted by former player and now Loon's sideline reporter, Jamie Watson. Check this out! Hello, good evening, welcome to the Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN, presented by Heineken. Coming to you tonight live from the local in downtown Minneapolis on Nicolette Mall. We are so excited to be back here. This is one of Adrian and I's favorite bars in all of downtown Minneapolis, all of Minnesota for that matter. This is actually where we met again when you were announced as the head coach this very spot where we are sitting right now. A wonderful place here at the local. They've got 450 specials tonight on Heineken, Anstel, Newcastle, Strongbow. This is the place to come watch for World Cup games. They're giveaways for everything. This is an incredible place, and we are so, so excited to be back. And with that, I'm excited to introduce, as always, each and every week, we are fortunate to be joined by the head coach of Minnesota United, the man whose name's on this show, head coach Adrian Heath. Welcome, Adrian. How you doing? Doing great. Oh, look at this. We've got, got people clapping. A lively crowd. <laughs> you owe them all 20 bucks after that. Yeah. Seems a long time since that night when I got announced as the manager. I know. That was... Uh, Seems a long time ago. That was exciting. That was, a, that was I can imagine, a whirlwind for you. Yeah. Uh, a bit unexpected for me. Uh, we had talked maybe a couple of days before about, are you coming? Are you not? You wouldn't say yes. You wouldn't say no. Then finally, the night of, you gave me a text, said, meet you down at the local at 8.30. I convinced my missus that this is a you know a good idea. Let me put the kids to bed. I'll come down. I'll be just for one drink, babe. And I think you took about two hours longer than you said because you were at some dinner with all the ownership and everything. So I just sat here like a, I don't know, like a crazy ex-girlfriend waiting for you to come for two yeah. hours. And then finally you showed up and had a drink and then took off. So thank you for that. That was a yeah. great... Yeah, great just, job of catching up after all that time. You still remember it though, so it wasn't that bad. Nah, it was all right. I was excited to have you here, and and here we are now, a couple years later, second no. season of the Adrian Heath Show. Uh-huh. Haven't gotten canceled yet. No, Heineken hasn't I'm, fired us yet. Haven't found us out yet. Yeah, no, it's uh. great. It's great to uh, to have you back. It's great to be back at the local. Great to have people out here tonight, and thank you for all you listeners at same home, faces. wherever you might be. Yeah, some good ones. A lot of the same faces, apart uh. from Callum Williams. Yeah. That's old, old faces. <laughs> Some good ones here. A lot of uh, a lot of different jerseys here for the World Cup. A lot of uh, World Cup action has been going down here at the local. Uh, we're going to talk. Great venue for watching games. It's perfect. There's TVs, different rooms. No, great, great TVs, great rooms. It's uh, yeah, it's a great old pub. It's a great booze of this. So in- inevitably, if like Brazil and Argentina meet up, this place is big enough where you could have one side of the building be Argentina, one could be Brazil or England. Well. England. Who would England? Who would who would you have to steer clear of if you're England? You'd want them on a separate side. Germany. Oh no! If, if it was well, an England Germany match, we'll take the old pub over like we do every stadium that we play in. So it doesn't make you any guys. Difference. Are, you, you English are so yeah. modest. Yeah. Oh, it's great to be back here. It's it's really fun tonight. We've got a, an exciting show. Uh, we'll recap the match against Colorado. Um, we'll talk about the World Cup a little bit more in depth. Uh, next segment. We've got a fun segment a little bit later with a surprise where I'm going to have you. Do some rankings, not soccer related, though. Okay. All right. So we'll get yeah. to that in just a little bit. But for now, 
I hate to do this because we were we were off on such a high, such a positive start, and now we've got to circle back to last Saturday night, which had its ebbs and flows, felt like a roller coaster ride, and ultimately it did not have the ending that you or I or many hoped it would. Yep. A 3-2 loss to the Colorado Rapids in Colorado. I want to take you back to that game because I want to get your thoughts. There was, It was really a tale of two halves in the sense of everything that you had planned for Monday to Friday when you were facing Colorado uh, really seemed to work in the first half. Well, I, you know, I'd speak to you guys before, the, before every game and give you an idea of what we're going to try and do, what, what sort of tactics we're going to try and implement, which team shape. So you were pretty much aware of what we were trying to do. We were, you know, obviously, we were very aware that they play a very rigid sort of 5-3-2 stroke, 3-5-2. So obviously, room was out in wide areas, and I thought that we controlled the tempo and uh, the possession of the game very comfortably for the first 25 minutes. Should have been more than the goal up. We should have, you know, that was one of the disappointments, as I said to the players at our time, you know, we're playing at the moment to the tempo of the game and not our tempo. We have to lift the, the you know, this game could have been out of sight. And at 1-0, you know, we've all played in games where, you know, a goal can be scored in a, in a second and it changes the whole complex of the game. And they came out and they started, well, they'd probably had a few words at half time because, as I say, we were we were so comfortable. And then, we, you know, it's a good finish from the kid, but, the, you know, for their first goal. But we, we, we didn't do enough to stop the ball going out to him and didn't do enough when it went out to him. And then from then on, we got ourselves back in it. We started to play a little bit of football. But once again, you know, we found a way to lose. And it's, uh, that was the disappointing. Because when I've looked at some of the other games, maybe we deserve to. We didn't do enough. But I thought we did more than enough to control the game and create more opportunities during this one. Well, certainly from my vantage point on the sidelines and between the two benches, your game plan as far as getting Alexi Gomez in that, uh, that wing-back position, we've seen him featured at left mid mostly since his arrival from Peru. Um, we've seen him play central midfielder, but this was the first time we really saw him from start to finish at left back. Do you think that, one, based on what he did, it warrants maybe another look at that left back position, and two, do you think he could do that against a team that maybe doesn't play Colorado's formation? Well, I think that's the, the hard part, and that's when you actually sometimes pick your team and pick the shape of your team and the individuals within that shape to the opposition. Now, the one thing is when you play a team that plays five at the back or three with wing-backs, they don't necessarily get so high up the field that Alexi's got somebody to deal with in the final our final third. Right, somebody attacking him, exactly. putting him on the back foot. Now, this weekend, this is going to be Dallas. This is going to be Barrios. This is going to be Lamar. This is going, Some you know, of the fastest players in the league. Exactly. So we have to weigh up whether we think we can do that at home. We have to weigh up, do we think that Lexi could cope with somebody like Barrios, who's a specialist wide guy. You know, and these are all decisions that we'll have to make between now and, the, and Friday because, you know, obviously the next two games become really important for us. Certainly, and so... The team goes up 1-0 at half. Miguel Abar gets a goal. A wonderful pass from Rasmus Schuller. Springs Darwin Quintero takes an incredible world-class touch with the outside of his right foot. In behind the defender. Gets a finish. It looks like it's going to trickle over the line. Maybe sit right on the line. Miguel Abar cleans it up. Puts it in 1-0. 50th minute. You touched on it just a moment ago. Well, Miguel could have, could have had at least two more. He had a couple of really good chances you in know, the first half. Tim Howard made a good save from the corner. You know, he ended up on the back post, which you always talk about is the... 
You know, score ten goals a year. Exactly. You know what it's. Used to tell me that all the time. Talk about it. So you know, Mickey's Mickey's chipping in with a goal because he's getting in there. And to that point, you had uh, before we break down the rest of the game. You had said you wanted a better performance from Miguel Ibarra on the road through the first seventy-five minutes before the seventy-six minute red card. He had a goal and an assist. Do you feel that? That 75 minutes on the road was maybe his best 75 minutes on the road this season? Yeah, because he got in the good spots defensively and um, he made things happen in the final third. If you're a forward attacking player, you know, you are judged ultimately on what do I do in the final third? Do I, do I, do I supply crosses? Do I supply, you know, balls across the face of the box for Christian and other players? And do I score myself? And I think that's his third or fourth goal this year now. Yeah. yeah that's you know, his- and so, you know, Miggy's... Miggy's has the ability and the energy to get in there to score anything between 7 and 11, 12 goals a season. Well, it's important that he does because that's obviously very needed. And and so Miguel gets the goal in the first half. It goes into half 1-0. Edgar Castillo scores an incredible goal. Great Top corner. Nobody's saving that one. Um, In the 50th minute, uh, one of my favorite goals I've seen live in person in a while. Just, I mean, just a class goal all around. But then in the 65th minute, your team retakes the lead. Darwin Quintero... Plays a fantastic goal. The, the weight of the pass on a wet grass. Yeah. It had been a bit slippery on the evening. So to, to through two defenders, yeah. hits Miguel in stride. Too odd, and it goes past Miguel and goes out for a goal kick. Not odd enough, and the two defenders cut it out. So it, and it was so good, the ball, that Miguel could play it first time. You and that's know, all he had to yeah, do was just play it across to Christian and, to tap and it, in. And, and the timing of the, the ball was great, and Christian's there in the right spot. So I have to say that when we went to 2-1, I thought that, that could be that, that would now we'd, we'd see the game out and maybe catch them on the break again. Yeah, and you thought that was where the game was going to go. But in the 74th minute, speaking of the wet grass, as we're talking to Adrian Heath, recapping the, the loss to Colorado, uh, Brent Coleman slips on the turf. Yeah. Gosh, he plays a through ball to Joe Mason. He goes in, a little chip up and over. Bobby Shuttleworth makes it 2-2, just an unfortunate slip. Um, but then this is where everything kicks off. Well, it, The red card first, happens on the ensuing yeah. Yeah. First, attempt to try to get the ball. First things first, Brent's in the ideal spot, you know, because you always view the Defensively, goal. Defensively, yeah, um, he's in the right spot. It's not like he's out of position. He's out of position, and he's scrambling. That's why he falls over. He's in a completely right spot, and as he, as he looks to push off to, to intercept the ball... He unfortunately falls over, and it just opens the, the, the complete pathway for the guy to go. And then after, as I said to Miggy after, now I, I get why people get frustrated and he wants to get going because we were worried that we were going to take nothing, uh, take only a point from this game. What I thought we were going to take all three. So in his, in his determination and his willingness to want to get the game started, he ends up chasing the ball and ends up you know fighting with somebody. Now, he doesn't punch him, which is what the fourth official said. And that was why, you know, we, he got sent off. I thought the reaction from Price was over the top and probably worse than what Miguel did. Jack Price of Colorado yeah. coming so over. When you, so when you hear today that, you know, Miggy's his suspension is upheld and then nothing's happened to Price, it, it's a little bit difficult to take that one. So Miguel will be out this weekend against FC Dallas Friday night here yes. back at T- TCF Bank Stadium. He will be out. Jack Price no retroactive no. punishment for his part in that. No, and that's a difficult one to uh, to either understand or comprehend. I can imagine so because I certainly felt, and I wasn't hesitant on the broadcast on Fox Sports North to say my point of view on it. I thought no. Price, I didn't even think Miguel 
I, I'm look looking back on it now. You give everybody a yellow card. You tell them to calm down. But I guess if you want to go letter of the law and say Miguel touched the back of his head or or the push to flex off his back hits him in the back of the head, that's that's the the frustrating subjective part and not looking at it in the video review. What's your opinion? Because that was my hottest well, I take on it was that you got to go look at it if you're Chico Grajeda. What is it? Is it penalties? Mistaken identity, red cards. Yeah, there's cards. four. Yeah, for four for video review. Well, forget me if I'm wrong. One of them was a red, red card. Red card, yeah. So you don't look at a red card now. And and you should. You can. And instead, he took the the word of the video assistant referee, who's Victor Rivas, or on the day, um, the fourth official, I believe his name, Ismir. I can't remember his last name, but he took the words of his referee assistants and didn't go look for it himself. How do you feel about that? Well, at the end of the day, if I'm the if I'm the referee, I'm the guy in charge. I want to make sure that I am right in what I've done. Sure, and makes if he's, sense. And, and if he's undecided, go and have a look. Yeah. And if he decides, then I think there was enough. Fine. Yeah. Then you can Fine. say, okay, that's okay. his decision. Yeah. But you know, when you see the red cards now, every time in the MLS or even in the World Cup, to make sure they go and have a look and go, yep, yeah, I'm I'm happy with that decision. Off you go. Yeah, I think that I think now a couple of days later, looking back on it, that would have I think calmed everyone down a little bit at least in the moment of it all but quickly we're up against a break here but last the uh, 97th minute goal yeah. there's supposed That's to be it's interesting 97, six, 97 six minutes, minutes. And, then we're, and, we're, and how long was the uh, six minutes of stoppage time the, the corner kick takes place at six minutes 30 seconds was there anything to warrant extra time in your opinion well no because of no, the extra time well because I asked him after the game and I just said to him can you explain to me why you went over six minutes when there's not been a stoppage since we started? Correct. But you can't speak to some of these guys, so yeah. I, I, I won't. Uh, I won't divulge what was said after that. Okay. All right. Well. Anyways, moving on from that, that is putting a bow on the match against Colorado. We look forward now to the present. The present is the World Cup. A lot going on Ooh. in the World Cup. So what we're going to do when we come back from break, we are going to talk about all the craziness that is happening over in Russia. Uh, in the 2018 FIFA World Cup, teams advancing, heartbreaking uh, defeats, dropping out from the World Cup right now. There's still so much to, to digest and break down of the World Cup, so stick around. When we return from the local, we will break it all down. Right here with Adrian Heath, I'm Jamie Watson. This is the Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN. This is the Adrian Heath Show, presented by Heineken on 1500 ESPN. Welcome back into the Adrian Heath Show. Live on location at the local in downtown Minneapolis on Nicolette Mall. Still plenty of time to get down here to see us. We got some giveaways here at 1500 ESPN. Set up over there. You can go over to see Elizabeth, say hello, get some swag from her. See some friendly faces here. We see some Minnesota United jerseys, some Minnesota United fans and World Cup fans. First and foremost, this song playing, Adrian. Zach Brown Band. You know a little ZBB. Yeah. You know Zach Brown Band. Yeah. Do you know Fried. the name of the song? Jakey Fry. There we go. Look at you. I thought this was going to be the one that you didn't know to this week. Well done, go. Adrian. Well, here we go. We are down here having a good time. This is one of our favorite places here in town. Uh, great specials going on, 450 during any and every live match, any time of the day, whether that be World Cup games, whether that be MLS games. England games. England games. There's nope. one of those nope. coming up. No USA. Well, I'm sure they'll probably have 450 specials in four years when we make it there. Okay. And then in eight years when we get to just back our way in because we host it. Uh, all right. Here's what we're going to do. 
we're switching to the world stage now. We're talking World Cup here. And from somebody who sees it a little bit differently than maybe most, yep. uh, somebody who really analyzes players' performances, everyone collectively, because you may or may not be scouting a player. Mm-hmm. Whether you know it or not, you're just watching players from different teams play. Um what have been or who have been your positives? So we can go team or you can go player personnel. What have been your positives and what have been your disappointments this uh, World Cup? Positives, Mexico. Been they, terrific. Um, tactically, very, very astute from Osorio. And not only stuck to the game plan of, you know, defending deep and being good on the counter-attack, I think Lozano was maybe got himself a move. He left Mexico for like 12 million Everybody thought, is that a bit too much for him? Well, it's going to be about 40 next one. Yeah, now he's making, making them look like a genius for yeah, spending 12. Exa- yeah, exactly. So uh, he's, he's Chucky Lozano's done great. I, I have to say this. I've been so impressed for, in small bursts with England. Playing football that I wasn't sure that we had in us. You know, at, uh, we always think that Harry Kane could score. But, you know, when I look at what Delhi could provide, Delhi Alley and Rashford and uh, Sterling and you know, I think Lingard we, as well. Yeah, we, Lint, Jesse got a great goal. So that's filled me full of optimism. Obviously, we've got a big game against Belgium coming up. So I've enjoyed watching them, and it was good to see Colombia play a 90 minutes with full complement of players because the other guy sent off right, after the three third minutes. Minute, yeah, the first Japan. game, yeah. So they had a little bit of criticism, but I have to say that I thought they looked like the Colombia of old last night. Probably the best I've seen them since the last World Cup. And one pleasing thing for me was... I, I used to be, still am a big Radamal Falcao yeah. fan. And he had that terrible knee injury and everybody thought he was done. But, you know, for him to come back four years later and to get a, a goal the other night, James looked lively. And now we've got Quintero, the young kid, who's shown a lot of promise, but now actually looks as though he's, he's going to deliver on the big stage. They've been great pluses. You know, there's been a few minuses, like Argentina today eventually got there. Um I thought the interesting one for me today watching the game was when supporters and people sometimes say that players don't care. Did you see the reaction of the multi-millionaire Argentinian players after the game? I wish somebody would have had a uh, like a timer to time all their 40-yard dashes from the bench yeah. to Marcus Rojo when he scores that so game-winning goal in 86 minutes. They were down there so quick to celebrate. Yeah, so it doesn't matter what, what, what amount of money you, that you earn. Um, playing for your country takes on a completely different significance. And well, winning think, it, in I, a I World Cup should, is the yeah. biggest thing, so it doesn't matter. I mean, if and, and for them, they, you know, whatever you say, they have enough talent to be there at the end. So that was big for them. I feel really sorry for uh, Peru. I think they've put three really good performances together. They should have got a, a result against Denmark, and today's win against um, was it. Who did they play today? Today they had the match against Australia, 2-0. Australia, yeah. So if they'd have been there, they, they might have gone through. Iceland again, we'll see with somebody with an Iceland shirt in the see room, that? actually, yeah. They've, they've put another good show they on. They were so and, exciting to watch. And to, so fun to watch. And today I've really enjoyed watching Nigeria play because this is a, a new Nigeria. A young. Where they're not relying on just physicality. I thought they were tactically really, really well set up. Technically very, very good, but I still have that raw athleticism, so... Their better days are ahead of them for Nigeria, I think. They'll be ones to watch in uh, in four years in Qatar, I'm sure. So, well, as we kind of hear the thoughts of Adrian Heath on the World Cup, we're talking positives, we're talking disappointments. One man's disappointment is your positive. 
Costa Rica has bowed out of the tournament yeah. mathematically after two games, still with a game to play tomorrow against Switzerland. But that means Francisco Calvo will not be moving on to the round of 16. He will be back yep. sooner than expected or hoped yep. for himself and for all of us. We all kind of adopted him and, and, and Costa Rica as our team this year since the U.S. wasn't in it. Do you have an update on when the team can expect Francisco Calvo to return back yep. to the I, Twin Cities? I spoke to him yesterday. He's obviously really disappointed because they put a lot of effort in. Um, my worries for Costa Rica before the tournament, and I, I remember saying this on the show, uh, they, they're tactically very, very sound defensively because they, they play like a 5-4-1. But I always feel as though they, they never get quite enough numbers forward. And, that's what proved the, the problem for them. They never really got enough uh, opportunities, you know. Yeah, it, Serbia, their first loss. Yeah, Losing it, the first game of the tournament was always so tough. And once you lose that first one, your second one, you can't afford to lose. And, you know, they went into, obviously, Brazil. They, they kept it tight till nearly the 90th minute, and then, obviously, they, they scored two late goals. So, disappointing for Francisco. It will be, you know, will have been a great experience for him. And he's young enough to go again. Yep. You know, this, this hopefully won't be his last so we spoke to him again. They they were at back Friday. So I think he's back in town. I think he's back in Minneapolis on uh, on Sunday evening. So he'll so, be back on Sunday at 25 years old. Uh, well, first back on Sunday. That means for Wednesday night's game at home on July 4th against Toronto. Yep. Uh, well, we'll see how he is. We see how he is when he gets back. They've they packed an awful lot of work in a short period of time, as you can imagine. When the coach gets him, he doesn't get him for very long. Sure. And in that build-up to the to the World Cup, I know that they've been doing virtually double sessions for two or three weeks beforehand. So we'll see how he is physically and mentally. But he'll be back in town on the Sunday, ready to train Monday. You know, and then we'll see what we think about him for Wednesday night against Toronto. And I'm sure a lot will depend on if he plays in tomorrow's matchup against Switzerland. Exactly. Because if he goes a full 90 there, then that's another game on his legs and and plus, the, plus the big journey back from Russia all the way down to Costa. There's not a direct flight from Moscow to Minneapolis, you don't think? I don't think so, no. Not from Moscow to Minneapolis, no. Getting Adrian Heath's thoughts on the on the World Cup and Francisco Cavo's return. Good good bit of news there from Minnesota United fans back in town on Sunday. We'll see if he's available for selection uh, on the matchup. Uh, What's been your favorite goal? Wednesday, July 4th, and then if not there, maybe at Houston on the 7th. My favorite goal? So far. Well, it's funny because I uh, on the broadcast the other day, I when Edgar Castillo scored, I said something about um, Tony Cruz scored a, a goal just like it for Germany today, and I said Edgar Castillo may have done a little bit better, maybe a bit of a stretch in the heat of the moment of the broadcast because you can't compare the two. One's in a World Cup, one's in a, in a regular season game in the middle of the summer. I get that. Um, but I, those are my favorite kind of goals to score. Uh, as a player, the cut yeah. inside, the curl, yeah. uh, bend it with a little bit of pace. So for me, I'm partial to that. So I enjoyed, uh, not for the fact it was against your team, I enjoyed Castillo's goal so, because I don't think anybody saves that. But you don't want to mention Jesse Lingard, who did exactly the same, but from further out. But you're talking about the pressure of what that goal meant oh, okay. of, of keeping think, the tournament alive for Germany. England, you know, you know, and that it. was the fourth one in a 4-0 route. To, uh, oh, it's easier when it's 4 now. I'm not saying it's easier, but I'm saying from top corner, 35 yards. When you're up up 3-0 in the first half, as opposed to moments away from being out of a World Cup and the the weight of the pressure on your shoulder as you decide you're going to strike that on a free kick, Lingard's is instinctual. That just happens. You don't even have time to think about it because you know some of the 
the worst things that can happen in, in football is when a player thinks. I know. Tony I, I Cruz. Forget I've worked with you for years and years. You know that, don't you? <laughs> Tony Cruz thought about it, and he still was able to execute it. So I, I really, really enjoyed that. Hence why I liked Castillo's goal the other night. I thought Messi's was fantastic today. Because? Timing of the pull off the shoulder, the execution of the ball, fantastic first touch on his knee, second touch now. Before it hits the ground. Before he hits the ground, he's got to cushion it into a path. Too hard, keeper comes out. Too soft, the defender gets it. With his off foot, he finishes and then, but the he's, you know, It's not his left foot, which we always expect him. Let's see with his right foot, nice and early across the keeper. You talk about a weight, weight of the world. I mean, that literally is yeah. everyone because he hadn't scored yet, had a penalty saved. Argentina no. on the brink of elimination. And the big he, man watching him upstairs, Diego, you know, the old comparative. Yeah. The other big man. <laughs> no, literally, figuratively. But, you know, it's it, for him, it, this is a big moment. And, and Lionel Messi. If he wants to be classed as the best player in the world, best player ever, as some people talk, he's got to win the World Cup because Maradona's done it. So if he does and he has a poor tournament, the fact he wins a World Cup, does that solidify him as the best ever? If he wins a World Cup, even if he maybe doesn't go on to even score another goal this tournament? Not in my book. I, I, I still think that the oddest era to play was 70s, 80s. Why is that? Early 90s. Well, you only have to look at the referee. You know, when I played, I didn't kill somebody, got a yellow card. It might be a booking. Yeah, the it, guy's unconscious. Yeah, the guy, it might be a booking. The guy's going off on a stretcher not to be playing again for 12 months. You know, it's like, and it might be a yellow card in them days. Like today, you know, and the, the field. Go back to Saturday night. The fields are incredible. You know, the, 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 the way that the referees referee the game now, which some might say is, is right. They're protecting the, yeah. the star players. And by the way, one sub in them days. That's, not like not seven or eight right, where you yeah. can move it around, you know. Yeah, no, that's uh, a good And the pitches point. were a little bit different in my day as well. So. <laughs> Last one for you, Adrian Heath, before we, we had to break. Having seen most of the games play, you know, we, apart from um, one or two maybe surprises, maybe twists in the last day of qualifying, um, who do you think goes on and when? I mean, we've seen most of the groups play. Obviously, Group E has to play out. Um, group F. Deci- could be decided between Germany and Sweden, um, England and Belgium already through, um, and then the Japan, Senegal, Colombia group still up. So, so not all the teams are set for the round of 16, but having seen everyone play, who do you think wins it at this point? Oh, who do I think wins it? <laughs> Sometimes I think you can start too well, and then by the time this fifth, sixth game comes around, you've probably hit your peak. Right. Other teams grow themselves into the tournament. My only worry today was... Argentina today actually for about 30 minutes looked like we all think that Argentina can play. Um, I don't think Spain of it the top notch yet. They, oh, because that was the team you said I do. prior to the tournament. Yeah, they haven't they haven't hit the top notch you know. And Brazil are the same. So the the three of the three of teams that I thought would go the furthest, you you never discount Germany. I think have struggled so far. Yeah. But but all three of them look like they're going to go ahead, go through. So then, once the get tournament starts proper in the 16, they, they, back to the quarters, I think um, I still think that the, the big clubs will, the big clubs, the big teams will all be there. So to make a short story long, I don't know. <laughs> you have to give an answer. No, I, I, I still go with Spain because I okay, think, I think it's the last one for them. Spain, it is. Yeah. And you know what? I said it before the tournament. I'm sticking with it too. So Spain. It's not great radio, but it's the truth. But I would love to see big Belgium. games tomorrow. You know, Belgium. one or two, one or two of the box, uh, one or two of the uh, 
the groups aren't finished tomorrow, so there's a lot to play for. All right. Well, I still think Spain will. I'd love to see Belgium. I'll go on record for that so we can talk about how much of a genius I am. Are you saying that because they're in England's group? Look, all right, England. England's look good, but we yeah. all know they'll okay. be done in a, in a couple of games, tops, two games, tops. Uh, on penalties against you. <laughs> there we go. Final. All right, well, this this show's flying by. We're yeah. having a great time here at the local. Uh, this has been a fantastic venue, as always, for us to be here tonight for the Adrian Heath Show. When we come back, the State Fair came out with their new list of foods for 2018. Is it all on a stick? <laughs> Most of it. And we're going to get your thoughts. Rank them from one to five. We're going to give you a list of about ten. See what you think. So if you're a State Fair fan like Adrian is, like I am, like most of the people in this great state of Minnesota are, you're going to want to hear the ranking of the new food. Stick around. Plenty more to come. Live at the local tonight, it's the Adrian Heath Show right here on 1500 ESPN. We now continue with more of the Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN. Presented by Heineken. Welcome back into the Adrian Heath Show. Tonight we're live at the local downtown Minneapolis on Nicolette Mall. Adrian's dancing about. We're in a proper boozer, as he says. A great term for an English bar. Yep. Proper place to get a drink. Kings of Leon. You got some good music going here. What's the name of the song? Sex on Fire. There we go. Look at this guy. Got some good music, some good drinks. There you go. Some good people here at a proper boozer. Yeah. Down at the local. What a great place this is. We're so, so thankful to Heineken for having us and the local for having us out here tonight. Uh, Adrian. We've talked about Minnesota United. We talked about the World Cup. And now it is time for us to talk about nothing related to soccer. You really? all right with that? Well, Let's see how well-versed you are, how cultured you, you are. You should be good at this, then. <laughs> well, I'm really good at this next segment since I stopped, uh, stopped playing. It's all about food. Go on, then. So, the Minnesota State Fair. The great Minnesota get-together. August 23rd through Labor Day, September 3rd, just a mere 57 days away. But last week, they came out with a list of the new foods for 2018. So these have never been at a state fair before? Well, that normally is what new foods mean. No, but it let's see what they are then before we <laughs> decide whether they're new. I mean, I mean I, <laughs> new foods that have been around for 10 years. Yeah, I don't know, exactly. What do you want me to say? They've been new around foods. forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's some sort of variation, iteration of it, whatever, or that's if there's was, something very similar to that's it. That's what I meant. That's it's what. probably very hard nowadays to come up with something that hasn't been done. Although last year we did have the pizzerito from Green Mill, which was the pizza rolled up into a burrito. Do you remember that? I just remembered somebody inventing quinoa about 10 years ago. And everybody going, quinoa? No. Quinoa? <laughs> Can't even spell it. Never mind. I say it. Are you, you're, are you a bit of a cook? Do you enjoy food? Are you, uh, I, I'm not bad. My, my, my wife's good and my son's really good. Mrs. Heath is... Uh, H is really good. H is a good cook. Harrison? Yeah, very good, yeah. He's a really good cook. Yeah. What if, if, if you're going to go over to Harrison's house and, he, and you're, you get to pick the menu, what do you tell him to make? Knowing what he's good at. He wouldn't, like. he wouldn't let me pick the menu in his house. It would be all him, fish. and he, He's good. He, he, he tries lots of stuff. He's into the Gordon Ramsay stuff. And, you know, he's into... Uh, uh, Jamie Oliver stuff from England. So and he tries everything. So he's he's, he's pretty good. That's he's that's pretty I, good. I can respect that. If I ever won the lottery, I'd I'd so do I this for as long as I could, and then my job would be to just. So I don't do any. What's that? So you don't, don't do, do any. Anymore. You've got two people doing it for you. Why would you? <laughs> all right. So the new foods this year at the Minnesota State Fair. We're not going to name all of them, but I, I picked about ten of them that I want to ask you if you'd give it a go, if you wouldn't, what you think of it. 
and we're going to give it a score, 1 to 10. Okay. And then when it comes time for the State Fair, when we're live on location with 1500 at the 1500 ESPN booth, we're going to try those five. Yeah. So I'm writing these down. I'm making notes. Now, first one of the ten that I'm going to throw out to you this year, Cafe Caribe has come out with an ahi tuna poke bowl. So, Are you familiar with what a poke bowl is? No. What is it? So it is ahi tuna, avocado, mango, and pico de gallo tossed in a Hawaiian ginger soy sauce, served cold over rice with fried wonton. It's talking seafood. Off the top of my head, that doesn't look like me. That doesn't look like you. No, I'm, I'm going to give it a six. A six. Okay. Yeah. Respectable. Okay. We're moving on here. And I'm sure it's very nice. I'm sure. Uh, look, yeah. all of these are probably wonderful and delicious, yeah. but we're talking for Adrian Heath's taste buds yeah, here. Okay. The Hideaway Speakeasy has introduced the Firecracker Shrimp Stuffed Avocado. Gulf white shrimp tossed with lime, onion, black beans, tomato, fire-roasted corn, and a garlic aioli drizzled with cilantro-infused olive oil stuffed in avocado halves. Served open face with flatbread. You can't tell me. By the way, where are we going for dinner after all of this? Because yeah. I'm already hungry after two. I'm going to seven. A seven? Yeah. Okay. I would have. I would have judged that way higher. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a see. slam dunk. But, but you'd have, you'd have been ten across the board, and then wouldn't have known what to do at the end. <laughs> yeah. This, exactly. The dad pod wants yeah. to give all these a ten. Yeah. All right. We'll go. Um, Everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're in a, if it were up to me, we'd try all 28 yeah, yeah, yeah. of them at the state fair. There's nothing wrong with trying them. It's not getting a trophy is the problem. Since, since the local is a, is a proper Irish bar, yeah. and we are here tonight live broadcasting with the Adrian Heath Show on 1500, presented by Heineken. The, the next one is from O'Gara's at the fair. It's Irish tater kegs. Jumbo deep fried tater tots made with a blend of cornbread, beef, sauerkraut, Swiss cheese, sour cream, potatoes drizzled with house made Thousand Island dressing. Nestled on a bed of sauerkraut, is that a bit of you? Mm, sauerkraut, no. So I named off a, uh, maybe ten things, and you just said sauerkraut, no. Yeah, but as if you couldn't ask them to keep that to the side. Well, I thought we were trying it. It's an entirety. Okay, so that's a five. That's a five. Yeah, that probably is not going to make it, is it? Yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, mango nada. Shave ice. This is from the Minnesota Shave Ice. So it's shaved ice. You know what shaved ice is? Yeah. Okay. And it's mango-flavored shaved ice drizzled with Mexican chamoe sauce, dusted with Tijan chili powder, topped with popping mango pearls, served with a candy straw. That's a four. It's a four? So yeah. you're, you're not you're not trying to no. have, like, a hot day at the fair? No. Some shaved ice? No. no none of that stuff. You don't sound too thrilled so far with this list, but I think this is going to be the one. Nordic Waffles. Go on then. Let's see what's in it. The place is called Nordic Waffles. They've got really creative and named this Nordic Waffles. Fresh made waffle wraps in seven varieties. You get you can do breakfast, you can do berries and cream, you can do so basically it's a it's a, a wrap, but it's a waffle on the outside. You get salmon inside of it, you get s'mores, you could get Chipotle Club turkey. Like so, think instead of your your traditional I can, I, wrap. I, I can give that a seven. A seven? Yeah, I think I could I'll have a bit of that. I think. I think we. Uh, I think that one will be delicious. Do you remember when we went on a road trip back in the day with with uh, Orlando to play Texas, uh, play San Antonio, I think, or something like that? And they had these Texas shaped waffles in the Continental Bar. Do you remember that? No. That's the most Texas thing ever. I, that's. I, I'll always remember that. Texas is great. Uh, 
Mama and Papa Watson are back listening in Texas now. You've met them several times. Yes. They were here last year when we were at the local, exactly, actually. Exactly, they were. This is their favorite bar in Minneapolis. Good to see uh, Shrimp Shack has come out with Shrimp Ceviche. Oh, this sounds my, my, my. Hey, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Right. Now we're talking. All right, here we go. Let's go. Fresh shrimp, cucumbers, jalapenos, onions, tomatoes, cilantro toss, and the citrus lime juice served cold with tortilla chips. There you go. The that's, ceviche. That's going. That's coming in at a seven and a half. You were so weird. That is. Look how delicious that picture is. Yeah, well, you're going to tell me. So there's another four you're going to show me. They might be even better. So where am I going to go with my shrimp story? ceviche? Is already in yeah. the top. It's. It's. I'm going to make sure it goes there. Yeah. Slider flights. Flights of three. This is from the hangar. Flights of three slider sandwiches. You can get uh, brisket, burger, pulled pork. You can get uh, all sorts of different kinds of sliders there. Coming in at a big eight. A big eight. Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to say you, if if you would have if you would have given that a low score. You know my food. You know I my would, taste buds. I, I would have told you. You don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Those would have been in front of you come state fair time. All right, let's go with a turducken. Sausage sandwich. A tur- what's a turducken, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. Giggles Campfire Grills come out with a blend of turkey, duck, and chicken served on a fennel bun with a side of sweet and saucy relish. Gluten-free. So there you go. What's the sausage? Is it? It's turkey, duck, and chicken. Turducken. Obviously. <laughs> nah. Six. Six. For that. Not even to just try it. I, I may try it, but it's not It's not getting more than a six, I don't All think. All right. We're through eight. We've got two more. Two more to go. We've got – you ever had the, the, uh, the corn at the State Fair? Yeah. It's incredible, right? Well, here's what we've got. From Tejas Express, we got the wood-grilled elote. Corn on the cob, grilled over an oak wood fire, brushed with chili spice mayo, sprinkled with queso cojita. And fresh lime juice. That's not bad. It's not bad? I'll take a bit of them. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. That one looks like it's going to be on the list. And just because we talked about it for the very last one, we talked about it last uh, last year being the the Pizzerito from Green Mill. Uh-huh. Well, Green Mill has now one-upped its game and gone with the Za Waffle Sticks. Waffles blended with pepperoni and mozzarella topped with a Parmesan herb blend served with pepperoni-infused maple syrup and marinara sauce. I'll have a bit of that. That's, just, that's an eight. That's an eight? Yeah, I think Looks so. Looks like we're having some za waffles come, yeah, come stay so. fair time. Well, Adrian Heath, I, uh, I, I must say I don't agree with you completely, but with that getting an eight, you were asking me. the sliders getting an eight. Well, I'm also trying them with you, so I wanted you to think the way I was thinking. Okay. The ceviche with the seven and a half, the corn with the seven and a half, and the Nordic waffles and the avocado firecracker shrimp tied at a seven. Well, we I'm might sure. just have to try six then, don't okay, we? Okay, I'm sure we can. The inner inner fat kid in us is happy for that result. Sure that there's a tie for fifth and sixth, so we'll do that. We're, are you looking forward to the state fair again? It was a. Uh, it was. It was very interesting. I think it was the best way of you describing it. It was, uh, as I said at the time, I've, it, it was. It was nice to see so many people. It's. It's a little bit unusual to see so many foods on a stick that I'd never. <laughs> that I'd never even heard of. Never mind tasted. Well, the new. The new ones. Surprisingly, none of them that we will be trying will be on a stick. I, I feel like we're letting you down. One of them was, wasn't it? No. We can get them to stick a stick in it for you, just so you feel right at home. Come <laughs> stay for your time. Uh, I'll be there at the 1500 ESPN booth. So Adrian will be broadcasting live during the State Fair, the Adrian Heath Show. We're looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, well, Adrian, we're almost there, yeah. almost to the home stretch. 
We are one segment away. When we come back in the next segment, we'll preview Friday night's matchup against FC Dallas, and we will do everyone's favorite segment, Rate Cal's Call. And Callum Williams, play-by-play director for Minnesota United, is here live at the local. Nothing better than you rating his score right in front of him, is there? Well, there's going to be no favoritism just because he's here now. Well, we in may fact, ha- it might work against him because he thinks he's going to get a better score. We may have to call him up here and All see right, if he'll be on yeah. this. Put a little, pre- okay. a little bit of pressure on you for that. So stick around. One more segment to go from the local here in downtown Minneapolis. This is the Adrian Hughes Show presented by Heineken on 1500 ESPN. This is the Adrian Heath Show presented by Heineken on 1500 ESPN. Here we go. One final segment live from the local tonight of the Adrian Heath Show presented by Heineken. Again, what a great venue this place is. Got 450 specials on Heineken, Amstel, Newcastle, Strongbow. Any and every time there's a live match, any time of the day, they open 30 minutes for the World Cup. Uh, before the matches start on the day, so it's a uh, it's a really good place. We have so much fun whenever we come here. We're so grateful to be back again. Uh, so thank you, thank you to the local, the staff here. Everyone's wonderful. Thank you to everyone in attendance tonight. We've had a great time with you. Um, so one last segment, Adrian. Let's see if you can go three for three. You know the name of this song? Walk the Moon. What's the name of the song? I don't know. It's short up and. You're halfway there. Is it? You're gonna find. Here it is. I'll go show up and down. There we go. Gosh, <laughs> three for three. He's done it. Manny Hill back at 1500. He's done it. Brad Lane. He's gone three for three. I think that's nine in a row now for Adrian. But who's keeping count besides Adrian? Well huh? done, Manny. Right. Keep it going. <laughs> keep, that, keep that count going. There we go. All right. One last segment here. We've got. Uh, a quick preview of FC Dallas coming up Friday night at TCF Bank Stadium. Uh, Adrian, your thoughts on FC Dallas uh, sporting an 8-2-5 and five record. Uh, Dallas lost the last two games that they've played, just coming off a 3-0 loss in New York, and then they lost to Sporting Kansas City as well. This will be third game in a row for them. Yeah. Um, well, what are your quick thoughts on them? Well, we know, we know what we're going to get, don't we? You know, Oscar's been there a few years now, and... You know, I think I think the most important thing is when you look at uh, Oscar is that he he's gradually tweaks it each year, and sometimes you think, well, that's the, that's that team set, and then they go and change the shape a little bit. But the one thing about him is they're really dynamic attacking players. It used to be Castillo, now it's Barrios. You know, he goes down to Colombia where he's from and finds these young wingers that are flying machines. So he's got Uriti through the middle. He's got Lamar out wide. They're going to be. They're going to be a threat, and um, on the back of having two defeats now, you wonder whether they will change one or two things. But I actually think that uh, you know we did well against them last year at home. Yeah, and um, big win at home last year. Yes, it was it four four one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I would settle for anything close settle to that, that right? tomorrow yeah. on on, on um, I'd settle for anything like that on, on Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, hey, the fact is, the matter is that was two teams who are going to be desperate for a win. Absolutely. Well. Speaking of somebody that's desperate for a good score, we're welcoming in now play-by-play commentator from Minnesota United, Callum Williams. You thought you were just going to enjoy a drink tonight here at the local without getting called into action. 
But guess what? That's not happening tonight. Honestly, I was really enjoying sitting by the bar and enjoying one of the Heineken specials. And then you say to me, in commercial break, we're doing something with you. You've ruined my evening, Jamie Watson. You thought you were going to have fun with uh, Josh <laughs> Givens from uh, sponsorship with Minnesota United Corporate Sponsorship. But nope, you're up here now because I want you to listen in. This is the time where Adrian Heath is going to listen to your call and he's going to rate it. And there's going to be pressure because you're standing right here. Adrian, the goal you're calling this week or you're rating this week is Christian Ramirez's goal, the second one of the matchup, to give the team a lead in Colorado this past weekend to make it 2-1. Adrian, it is time for you, with Callum Williams standing right here, to rate Cal's call. Lovely angled ball forward. It's Ibarra and a cross for Christian Ramirez. And Minnesota United snatch the lead at Dick Sporting Goods Park. They're back on top here. An outpouring of joy and satisfaction. You can hear the fans in the background. Well, firstly, I thought it was going to be a drum solo by him. I didn't, I didn't know what we were... To build the suspense there. I didn't know what we were getting at first there. The but, outpouring of joy. Yeah, I, see, I like it when there's a little bit more to it like that. So I'm going to give him an eight. On an eight? Yeah. There we go. I think... From some of the scores you've given in the past, that's sitting tied for second overall. Was that because Callum's right here? Probably, yeah. I yeah, was going to yeah, say, no, I'd, I'd have given that a seven, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with the actual commentary, but the fact that he's here and he's just bought me a drink. I think both of you two have had one too many of the Heineken specials here tonight. Well, listen, Cal, uh, your thoughts on the eight? You're good with that? I'll take it. No there. problem at all, yeah. There we go. Buy more Pinagrigio, for Th- sure. There we go. Thanks for joining in. Hey, we want to say thanks to Callum Williams joining in here. Adrian E, thank you so much, as Pleasure. always. Pleasure. Great to be here. Well, I want to say thank you to Elizabeth for Promotions. Paul on site here. Manny back in the booth. I want to say thank you so much to the local for having us out. We always have a great time here. We are going to go enjoy some of those Heineken specials here tonight. Make sure you come down. Enjoy the World Cup games. Enjoy all the World Cup and Minnesota United MLS matchups. But that's all for now. Until next week, I'm your host, Jamie Watson. This was the Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN. You've been listening to the Adrian Heath Show, hosted by Jamie Watson, presented by Heineken. For Minnesota United game and broadcast information, be sure to visit 1500ESPN.com and click on the United tab in the sports wire. KSTP AM St. Paul, Minneapolis, 94.5 KSTP FM, St. Paul HD2. Streaming at 1500ESPN.com. This is 1500 ESPN, the home of Sports Talk. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Jim Baswell. Woj reporting a deal in the NBA tonight in advance of free agency. The Clippers dealing Austin Rivers to the Wizards for big man Martin Gortat. L.A.'s coach, of course, is Austin Rivers' father, Doc, who is no longer running basketball operations for the team. Both players are in the final years of their current contracts. Magic Johnson says he will step down as Lakers president of basketball operations if he cannot persuade an elite free agent to sign with his club within the next two summers. LeBron, he is hoping, would be one of those targets this summer, if not L.A., perhaps Philly for LBJ. Brian Windhorst earlier on Golik and Wingo. I think LeBron is intrigued by them because they have a really interesting team and they have lots of options, but I don't know who's going to shoot the ball. I don't know. Hi, this is Daniel Rue of the Real GM Radio Podcast. 
And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluky. They're playing well so far. And And so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if the CEO can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. 